I'm just encouraging you to look at those expectations that you're holding. What are you believing? What's, what's fueling your need to have your kids in a gazillion different activities? Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, super moms. What you're listening to today has been recorded live inside my Facebook community, Moms Without Capes. Because of this, you may hear me talking to the moms who are tuning in live and leaving comments in real time. But know that the content is super valuable and meant to help you discover and fall in love with who you are underneath your super mom cape. If you want to be part of my amazing community of moms who are getting comfortable with hanging up their capes and be there at the live recordings of this podcast, come find us on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link to join my group, Moms Without Capes. Hope to see you in the group. We are talking about burnout today, and burnout can happen in so many different situations, not just job burnout. Often we think about being burnt out, like when you're in a career and you just feel like you are at the end of your rope and you can't go any further, um, and you're just having like that empty feeling. We associate that with jobs, but burnout can most certainly happen as a mom. It happens because we have these long lists of expectations, expectations that we think that our family expects from us, that we expect from us, like thinking that we have to do everything or do it, become like be everything and do it all just to be good moms. And so when we get trapped under these expectations and we're not aware of them, we end up again, feeling trapped, but ultimately leading to a burnout where that's feeling of emptiness, where you're not getting that fulfillment that you once envisioned this happy motherhood to be. Um, it's, It's when your emotional and your physical like reserves have dried up. When you really literally feel empty, like that you have nothing left to give. Now, if you're watching this, let me know say hello in the comments. Um, I think I should be able to see them. If you are um, watching the replay, do hashtag replay. Um, And if you ever, if you have any questions while you're watching this or after, just please let me know. I wanna make sure that I'm coming across to you as clear and that you can understand the detrimental effects of stress and how it can lead to burnout. Um, It's just that feeling of like, I can't, I can't do anymore. I can't do this anymore. You are literally burned out. You have given all that you have to give and you start having these effects, which we'll go over in a minute, that are going, these symptoms that are signified that you need to do something different. That what you've been doing hasn't been working and you need to, again, refuel, recharge, right? We talk about self-care, so you know that I'm gonna talk about self-care here in this video, um, or in today's podcast episode, whichever one you're watching, if you're watching this or listening to it. But burnout comes when you 
have not refilled or not refueled regularly. And so as super moms, as moms who are overscheduled, overextended, it leads to overwhelm and exhaustion and these constant, like a constant pressure that we have to be it all and do it all. And again, this is coming from those expectations that we're holding on ourselves or that we, we think that society is holding, holding us to, thinking that we have to do it all and be it all. It's that constant pressure and little time for yourself. Moms are, are, some signs of burnout are, let me get comfortable. I'm, I'm up in the dining room today. <laughs> I'm up in the dining room the past two weeks because my husband has been traveling for work and my office is down in the dungeon. That's what they call it. But it's just the basement. I have like a little room off the side of the basement where I usually work, but it gets kind of cold down there. And I'm like, nobody's in the house as I'm seeing clients. You know, I don't like to have lots of people around or any people around when I'm seeing clients. And so I decided since the house is empty during the day, I might as well come up here and work. So I'm up here, but these chairs aren't, aren't the most comfortable. But anyway, so the, the symptoms of burnout that you may be experiencing, if you are on the brink of burnout, if you're on the road to burnout, however you want to say it, let's talk about the physical symptoms first. So I got my notes here because I don't want to, I don't want to miss any of them. Um, sleep issues. You notice either that you're sleeping too much or that you can't go to sleep or that you're tossing and turning, right? And you're going to notice that a lot of these signs of burnout are also signs that you are experiencing stress, like too much stress, more stress than you can effectively cope with. And so sleep is one of these symptoms that are similar to stress and burnout. Insomnia, um, just complete exhaustion where you can't get out of bed. Those are signs that you are on the road to burnout or that you have already reached the point muscle pain, exhaustion, um, perhaps you've turned to substances to help you cope. You might notice that your in consumption of alcohol has increased or that you are relying on coffee or caffeine, coffee or, or, or soda or however you're getting your caffeine, that you've taken to um, rely on caffeine to get you simply through the day. And then also excessive headaches. Um, if you've noticed an increase in migraines or headaches or body aches, this is a sign that you may have to change some things in your life in order to cope better with the stress that you're dealing with so that you can protect yourself from burnout. Some of the emotional symptoms are depression, when you're feeling too much stress, when you're experiencing more stress than you can effectively cope with, your risk of depression and anxiety, as well as other mental health disorders, all increase. So that's why it's so important for not just your physical health, but also your mental health, that you keep your stress in check. Um, feeling no energy just feeling like that lethargic, maybe unmotivated. You're not motivated because all your reserves have been used up or close to being used up. 
you don't have the energy to keep going. That feeling of being tapped out, like you're just done. You're just done. I don't have anything else to give. You may no notice, or maybe even your family notices, that you are grumpier lately, that your patience is lacking. Like something that you would be able to tolerate before, your tolerance level has, has decreased greatly, and you may notice, or your family might notice, that it's coming out as you being cranky or irritable. Um, you might be experiencing some resentment, some guilt, right? Guilt for not living up to those expectations that you're putting on yourself, but also resentment. Resentment, like feeling trapped, that this is the life that you're living and feeling like there's no way out, like there's no solution. And that feeling of resentment may come just from, you know, watching, seeing like the other people, maybe other moms on social media or your friends or even your husband seemingly come and go and seem to be a bit more, let's say, carefree and have a bit more freedom than you. If you feel tied, if you feel tied and trapped, that might be a sign that you are experiencing burnout and that it's time to do things differently. And then finally having like a negative outlook, like you're not able to switch. And, and I, I stay away from like, oh, well, all you have to do is switch to positive, positive thoughts, right? Warm, fuzzy feel, warm, fuzzy thoughts, but that's not easy to do. And that's not going to solve that underlying problem that's creating the stress and the burnout for you. So if you've noticed, though, that you're typically able to kind of shift perspectives or look at things in a positive light, and then you start not being able to do that, that you struggle to see the, the light at the end of the tunnel or just having that negative outlook more times than you would like, then that's going to be a sign that you may be burned out or close to it. And then some behavioral symptoms that you might notice. Isolation. Maybe you're withdrawing, like not wanting to do activities with your family that you usually do. Avoiding people um, or activities. Maybe there's things that you used to do. Like maybe you used to be able to get out and do an exercise class once a week or whatever. And you have, or how many ever times a week? I guess I shouldn't say once a week. But you have withdrew from that and like you really just don't feel like going out. And that's the thing with I. Um, COVID, right? We weren't allowed to go out like for our own safety and our own health. We were forced to isolate and to, and to socially distance and physically distance from others. And so we had a lot of, we have, well, we still do, but we had a lot on our plate. Like we were responsible for keeping our family safe. By doing that, that could have, that most certainly would have led to burnout for many moms. And that feeling of just being tapped out because you've used all your reserves. But if you notice that you have withdrawn or you have been isolating from family or not doing activities that you once enjoyed, whether with your family or with yourself or, or with, with anyone, with friends, then it might be a sign of burnout. Neglecting your health. Now in this group, we talk a lot about self-care and taking care of your physical and mental and spiritual and social and intellectual well-being. 
But if you are finding that you are struggling, your health is declining, then it's time to do something about it. And you are 100 responsible, 100, I can't even talk today, 100% responsible for your own life, for your own self-care. And so it's up to you to make those changes to start bringing your health back to where it is you want it to be. And then finally, if you are escape fantasizing, and I, I feel like this, when I was doing the research for this live, I was kind of just getting my, my thoughts together about like, okay, I want to talk about the symptoms. And I came across that escape fantasizing. And um, it just made me laugh because I've done this so many times in my life. Like, in fact, last year I took a solo vacation and it was, I actually took a vacation all by myself to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I chose Fort Lauderdale because it's somewhere that my husband and I have gone every year. Well, not every year, but we've gone quite a bit. So I was familiar with it. But for the 23 years, we're going to be married 23 years. I've been a mom for 22 years because our oldest is 22. I have always, I, I've never gone on a vacation by myself. Like I never did. And it was always something that was scary to me. It was something that um, was exciting for me. <laughs> Like to me, I had like all of these mixed emotions. And so last year I decided to go do it and I loved it. Like it was such a good experience just eating out by myself, like waking up and not having someone say, mom, 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 like waking up and be like, what do I want to do? You know, even though my husband and I will take some trips, it's even different when I went on my solo location because even with my husband, like, it was like, okay, well, where do you want to eat? Like, you had to bounce ideas and, like, you know, when it was me just by myself, it was an exercise in self-discovery and bravery because I was able to make those choices and really assess, like, okay, is that really what I'm in the mood for? Like, I didn't have to have anyone else to bounce things off of. It was just up to me. So, but that escape fantasizing, like... I remember, I mean, not even I remember, there are times where I am like, oh, just to be on a beach somewhere. That's my happy place, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> just to be on the beach somewhere, like just, you know, because it gets to the point where I feel tapped out. I feel like my reserves are being depleted faster than I can refill my bucket or refill my cup or whatever it is. But that is when I know that I need to take changes or make changes in my life, in my routine, in my days. And I have to ask myself, what do I need? And so I encourage you to ask yourself, what do you need? What do you need that's going to make you feel recharged and refueled and refreshed and like the mom and the woman that you want to be? So for me, that escape fan or fantasizing escape, like that's a thing. Like, okay, if if I start going there, then I know that my self-care is I, I need to up it. I need to get my game on, get my self-care game on and ask myself what I need and then give it to myself. Because again, we're 100 percent responsible for our own lives. And so it's up to us to give ourselves what we need. But you have to be aware of it. Hey mom, short on time but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty? 
Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. All right, so now all of this, we went over the signs of self-care. How do we, not self-care, the signs of burnouts. How do we prevent it? How do we protect ourselves from going down that road of burnout where you are completely tapped out and your reserves are all used up? Number one, make sure you are making time for yourself each and every day. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. It could be a whole half day or a whole full day. It's up to you and your schedule and your what you have, what resources you have available for you to be able to pull that off. Maybe you are, maybe your kids are in school and you have all day, but you fill your day with all kinds of things, right? Like working and and errands and laundry and cleaning and like doing all the things that we have to do. If you're recognized a lot of those signs that I just shared, it may be time for you to take half of that day or the full day and do a, do a day that is just for you. Asking yourself, what do I need? And then giving yourself that. Maybe you don't have that, that privilege to be able to do a full day, but maybe it means waking up 10 minutes early and spending 10 minutes doing something completely for you. Maybe a meditation or writing in a journal or just sitting, sitting there silent, like listening to your own thoughts. So many days, you might get to the end of the day and not even realize like that you have not had even time to think where you couldn't even hear your own thoughts. The other day I, I did a, I've been doing meditation every morning. I've been trying to implement that for the past week. Um, every once in a while I'll try it, but this time I've been using an app and I've been making it like an intentional, like, okay, I want to include this in my routine, but how can I make it work for me? Cause I, I know that there's lots of benefits to it. So the other day I was practicing one and I had done this really big, deep breath. And my kids were like, what was that? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, do you know how many times we get to the end of the day? And we don't even breathe. Like we never do like this big, deep breath. And that's exactly what I did. And it brought an immediate feeling of relaxation to me. And it grounded me and like brought me centered. And it was just, it took no longer than like, 10 seconds for me to do like a huge big breath. And it just felt really good because it brought that oxygen all through. So if that's what you need, then so be it, do it. But you have to be intentional about giving yourself that time and that space to do it. So number one, self-care. Number two, build your support system. Identify who is in your support system now. Like, who do you go to when you have a bad day? Who is it that you can just call up and just say, you know, I'm, I'm having a really rough day. I have, I have a friend that I call and I cry. <laughs> I cry to. In fact, the other night, Saturday night, I called a cousin because I was feeling really homesick and I was really missing my family. And so I asked myself, like, what do I need? What do I need right now? Like, I'm just missing my family. So I called a cousin who I hadn't talked to in a while. And I just chatted and we talked and I felt so good after I got off that phone. But if I didn't do that, I would have just continued, like I just would have continued on and gotten myself in an even worse 
mental space. So asking yourself what you need and practicing self-care and identifying and growing your, your support system. If you don't have any family or friends around, you can reach out distance, of course, texting, calling, video calling, it's all available these days. But also look and see who's in your community, who's in your immediate circle. It might be some, your parents or your in-laws or your siblings, or it could be a neighbor, somebody from church. Like they may not be in your inner circle right now, but how do they get to be in your inner circle? Yes, you spend time with them. You nurture that relationship. And so identify some potential people that could be in your support system and then make the time to invest in those relationships. Protect your time and energy. Be aware of time suckers, right? Those the, and energy suckers, those things that are taking up your time, taking up your energy and gain some of that control back. Get some of that energy and that power back to you and, and regain your time so that you can spend it on refueling yourself. Be picky about your kids' activities. This is another thing that I know a lot of super moms struggle with, right? You are running your kids from activity to activity, from music lessons to soccer practice to um, Spanish lessons, whatever it is, you know? And with it, one, takes a lot of your time and your energy, but two, I want you to ask yourself, like, what are you trying to give these kids? What are you trying to give your kids? Like, by you depleting your energy and your time and, like, your mental capacity by running, I'm not saying not to put your kids in activities. Of course, we want our kids to be cultured and to learn and to grow and, and gain skills. I'm not saying that. But it might, it might mean that you need to reassess. I was dragging my kids to gymnastics class. They said they wanted gymnastics class. So I was, I was bringing them to gymnastics class and about three classes in, it was like pulling teeth to get them to go. I'm like, you wanted to do this. You wanted to do this. Like I can do so much other stuff with my time than be running you to a class that you don't even want to be at. But I see that. I see that time and again where, where parents because again because those expectations that you're holding i'm just encouraging you to look at those expectations that you're holding what are you believing what's what's fueling your need to have your kids in a gazillion different activities and just see if that's the right thing for your family if that's you know would they rather have a mom that's that's more patient more kind more calm um all of those things that you get from practicing self-care or would they rather have a mom who's stressed out trying to get to them they're trying to get them to practice maybe a practice that they don't even want to go to and being rushed and hurried and not being able to be fully present in the moment with them so just take a step back and reassess and maybe you choose that you do want your kids to be in all those activities and that's okay too that's okay too. It's just being that aware of what's going on. Um, creating some technology boundaries. I just had to take a kid's phone away from me yesterday um, because she has been, I, I've seen a decline in like her mental health and her ability to socialize. There was a lot being going on there. 
but just being aware of your own technology boundaries and maybe that means leaving the phone in the bedroom or on the charger while you go about your day or making sure that you are just aware of the effects that screens are maybe creating for you, maybe affecting you in a way that you might not, if you don't stop to question it, you may not realize that the effects are there. And then creating some boundaries, again, to regain that time and energy, but also to make sure that you are putting like your mental health because screens can have a detrimental effect on your mental health and your physical health. If you're, if you're staring at a computer screen is, is keeping you from getting outside and going for a walk around the block, then it's going to have an effect on your physical health as well. But just being aware of how those screens and your own use of screens are affecting you. And then finally, being intentional about rest and relaxation. This will help you so much when it comes to, to preventing burnout. I know that many of super moms, many of the moms here struggle with being able to rest. I did it for years and I still do it. I always say on my own, I'm my own ideal client because I too have to be intentional about resting and relaxation. Um, I've been prioritizing sleep. I usually do sleep really well, um, but I have been prioritizing rest as well. And what I mean by that is actually sitting down, sitting down during the day, not in front of a computer, but sitting down like just on the couch. I, I've been trying to, again, like I mentioned earlier, I've been doing meditation. I've been um, journaling and I sit down on the couch with a cup of tea. I've been trying after school, um, trying to Again, the boundaries. I'm trying to think of the word. Like I've been trying my hardest on most days to keep my work hours, like the time that I'm on the computer, engaged with clients, doing behind the scenes work. I've been doing all of that between the hours when my kids are in school so that when they can come, when they come home from school, I can be fully present with them. And I've actually like last night, I painted my girl's nails. We sat at the table and I, I, you know, we were goofing around, painting little hearts on their nails and their toenails and like things like that. Like just being present in the moment takes the, it, it takes you being able to relax and not have a million other things going on in your mind of things that you should be doing or that you could be doing, but really just engaging right there in the moment and entering into that relaxation state. During the stress last masterclass that I'm, I'm teaching next week, we will actually be going, we will be going over some relaxation techniques that's gonna help you grant, that's gonna help you ground yourself as well as bring yourself into the moment and enter that state of true relaxation. Because sure, it could be relaxing to sit back and watch a Netflix or Netflix and binge, but that's not relaxing your mind. That's not the state of true relaxation that's gonna combat stress as well as burnout. So you're going to learn a relaxation technique that you can use to help you 
that can protect yourself against burnout. So there you go. There are some ways to protect yourself against burnout, to cope with, to better cope with stress. If you are interested in signing out, signing up or finding out more about the Stress Less Supermom Masterclass, I'm going to go ahead and throw the link in the comments of this section, the comments of this video. If you are listening to this, because I do repurpose it, if you're listening to this on the podcast, check out the show notes, but know that by the time this, by the time this drops, the super, the Stress Less Supermom Masterclass well, registration will be closed because it closes tomorrow. Remember, you got to get registered by tomorrow. I wanted to make sure that I had enough people in there. And if um, you're interested, shoot me an email. Shoot me an email if you're interested and you're seeing this when the class already happened, because I, I will definitely do this again if it's successful the first time. So I just want to put that out there. Just shoot me an email if you're interested and you missed the boat to be able to attend the class. The mission of Moms Without Capes is to empower super moms, moms who don't make time for themselves because they are so busy taking care of everyone and everything else. My goal is to help you get comfortable with hanging up your cape. You might be holding on tight to your cape, tying your worth to your to-do list, packing your schedule and running the kids all over town, sacrificing or postponing your own passions, neglecting your health, and at the end of the day, falling into bed exhausted and already worrying about what needs to get done tomorrow. Sound familiar? This was me for about a decade. The guilt, the shame, the resentment, the overwhelm, the exhaustion. I struggled to put myself on my to-do list, and when I did, I was last on the list, and rarely did I feel up to doing anything that would make me feel good. So my health, my mood, and my family suffered because of it. I started with the doing part because I am an action taker. And so I began implementing small acts of self-care into my days. Being intentional about doing one small thing each day that was just for me. Then I began doing the internal work, the mindset shifts, the self-discovery, and the self-building that helped me truly love myself. Before then, I struggled with low self-esteem, lacked confidence, and was constantly criticizing myself. I had limited boundaries, which led me to saying yes, even when I meant no. I learned how to identify what I wanted and needed, and then got good at communicating what I needed and wanted. I started dealing with the perfectionism that ruled my life, and... I started practicing self-compassion. Maybe you are struggling with many of these same issues and you recognize yourself in what I just shared. If so, I invite you to sign up for a discovery call with me. I get it. I can help you let go of that super mom cape and not only find the woman hiding underneath, but fall in love with her. You do not have to do this alone. I want to help you. In the show notes of today's episode, you will find the link to my calendar. Let's talk about what's going on for you and see if working together would make sense on your journey to discovering and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. 
I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.